0: guys welcome to another episode of the melanated story podcast i'm your host brandy and this is part two of the client closet series i guess it's a series now i can just wing it and just call it a series but this is going to be tips on how to build your client closet but before we jump into that i just wanted to share a few updates so i am currently in the process of planning a little branding session for myself it is a swap session and if you have photographer friends that you love and you love their work and you guys adore each other find time to swap sessions because photographers need content too plus you really need to get used to being in front of the camera I've said this a couple times like being in front of the camera it's it's therapeutic to be able to to show your face on your timeline you're going to get so much more engagement just by showing your face and showing up more so than posting your beautiful photography session images on your timeline or anywhere else. So plan a session. I'm in the process of doing that and I have no idea what I want to do. I think I want to go the route of showcasing styling on this one. I think I might do one outfit that is branded towards, um, the podcast. And then I don't know what else, maybe something casual with details of like computer and cell phones and stuff like that. Now I'm not typically a type of person that likes to take pictures with my camera. I just, I just don't, because I never really know how I'm supposed to hold my camera. So you won't see me doing that very much. And then with these swap sessions, she is going to be using my camera to shoot my images. I'm going to have a Um, a mood board for each outfit and I'm going to have the exact images I want to capture with each one. So because we're swapping, we have limited time and we have to have a plan. We have to have a plan for ourselves. So the last time we did this was a few years ago and she would say, Hey, I'm going to change. I want to take photos over here. These are the photos that I need. And when you have that shot list, when you're working with your friends, it makes it go a lot smoother because a, I still have like vibes, weird vibes about posing women. Like I can do it, but sometimes it's it's hard at the same time. And then I'm not sure necessarily what she wants. So it's just like, just tell me what you want. And so she's a finesser. She really is. I don't know how she got this location secured for free, but she, and she's in the real estate industry, but she's also a person that knows how to work her camera because she did photography for a little bit. But The way that we're gonna be using a model home for this is kind of exciting. I am not a person that will go up to somebody and just ask for permission to do things. I'm an introvert. I can't do that. It's just, it's not a part of my personality. And I told her that when we had our meeting, I was like, look, I will rather pay for a studio than go up to somebody and ask them if we can use their space. So it's gonna be cool using a home that is beautifully decorated. And it's one of those situations where I wish I could use this home for branding sessions. I really do. I wish that I had access to a home that I could use. And sometimes I wanna reach out to like a realtor and be like, hey, I'll do a branding session with you if you give me access to one of your model homes (laughs) for one of my clients. Like, can can we swap, please? Because using the same locations over and over and over and over again gets really boring. (laughs) you have to be really creative to like make it not boring. So that's one thing that's going on. The second thing is I'm a procrastinator and I really want to find ways to do like a group, get together with photographers. And I want it to be a mix of being kind of exclusive at first to being the photographers that I know want to hang out with me or reach out to me. I just don't know if I have enough time to do a little meetup with everybody individually. But then again, I do want to allow other people to come in as well, but sometimes it just has to make sense. And I'm trying to figure out how to do that. And I would love to do like a bigger meetup one day, but I don't know if I should like a restaurant. I don't know how everybody's like lifestyle is, whether or not they can do it. I can swing some stuff. If I want to get out, I will get out. So that's something that I've been contemplating for a little bit, and I just don't know how to go about it. But the next thing that's currently going on is I have been a little slow, which I'm okay with that. I embrace slowness because sometimes I take it as a sign of if God's saying, hey, take your break. Because you were literally stressed out a month ago. You were literally like ready to throw in a towel a month ago. Do not complain about the slow season. Embrace it, enjoy it, and use this time to get creative. So... I ended up having an hour block available during one of my mini sessions because no one booked a couple. And I was telling my friend, I was like, man, I think I'm going to do a creative session. And she was just like, sometimes it'd be a blessing in the in skies. Like, sometimes you have to look at some of these little things that you would consider maybe a failure or something that would make you sad about being a business owner and not having consistent work or maybe not selling out on your mini sessions. And I'm looking at it like, well, I have this space. I need to find somebody to fill this time. I'm going to shoot a maternity session and I'm going to shoot one that I've dreamt dreamt about shooting. So I'm going to be putting out a model call for that. But in the process of doing that too, I will start um, a model call, episode because it's very hard finding the perfect models and and it's not perfect as in they have to be perfect it's just like they have to be the perfect fit for you they have to be open it's just it's just a a delicate line and they have to be willing to do some of the things you ask them to to do and a lot of times i'm my perspective is this is a free session you can pay for something which is either your your shoes or clothes for your baby or underwear that i need you to have specifically for the dress if it's like a shared dress you you can pay for something a lot of times when you do model calls and if you don't do them right you're gonna get some stuff you don't want and trust me i know i remember when i was first doing model calls a lot of times people would show up in clothes that i don't know like sometimes i'm like what the hell is going on here What what is this And even though I would tell them, this is the color palette I want to go to, just find clothes that match this. I wasn't specific enough. Now I am super specific. I'm going to have pictures. I'm going to have a little blurb, a little copy of what I'm looking for specifically. And I will send them a model call guide. And if they okay everything and then sign the contract, then we're good to go. In some cases, you sometimes you might need to like take a, a down pay, a refundable retainer just to make sure that they show up. But yeah, sometimes people turn model sessions into stuff that is more for them than it is for you. And so you really have to be able to control the situation and get stuff that is helpful for your business. So I am in the process of doing that and I'm actually really excited about it. I I can't, I can't. have a few dresses that I haven't used yet, but I want more bare, bare belly imagery because I love bare belly, but I don't like it when it's overly posed. So I'm looking for something a little bit more natural, a little bit more more intimate, more carefree, a little bit more like super feminine. I don't want it to be like, you know, overly done, overly Photoshopped. I don't want that. So that's pretty much everything that's going on. Black History Month is here at the time of this being released. And my goal is always going to be to make sure that we have some conversations about diversity. I know that that comes up a lot, but I do want to give my take on it and how i feel about it and just know that the lack of diversity is one of the main reasons why i even started this podcast so let's go ahead and get into the topic for today which is five tips on building your client closet if you want to go this route these are some things that i wish i would have known so the first thing i wish i would have known I don't know number one and number two are kind of neck and neck but the first one would just be establishing a style going in the direction where all the pieces make sense and and not even just like the mom pieces but even the kid pieces like you have to make sure everything makes sense you have to be very very thoughtful about the style and direction that you go on and you can mix and match styles of course because i do a little bit of casual and then i do a little bit of boho I love that vibe, but then they're still formal and then there's like those over the top dresses. And we talked about this in the last episode. When you have all these dresses and these different styles and stuff like that, you have to know how to store them. You have to have space for that. So keep that in mind as well. But yes, have an established style. If you have some photography ideas or you have a direction that you want to go in, stick to that. Just stick to it. I'm telling you, do not go outside of that just because you see somebody else doing something and you're like, ooh, but I want to try that. No, stick to your plan because having a client closet is expensive, okay? So number two would be colors of the dresses in your, or not even just the dresses, the pieces in general. The colors matter. Now, why do they matter? You have to consider a couple of things your brand colors, okay? So if you're doing all these photo shoots and you have a brand color and you have a brand identity, you're not gonna wanna shoot a purple dress when you do a lot of pinks and blues over here and whites. If you have that Nantucket vibe, then you need to stick to that, okay? Now I know it sounds great to have like a rainbow of dresses and that works if you're just a luxury photographer that has a studio And you want your clients to come in and pick whatever they want. That's a little bit different than when you're shooting outdoors and you have to worry about the lighting and the environment, and then you're dealing with dressing kids and there's a lot more. So when you're choosing your colors, think about your brand colors because you want those pictures and the images on your website all to go together, like just gel together perfectly and then consider your clients okay so for me most of my clients have brown and black skin or brown and tan skin or just some type of i shoot black people mostly okay and there are certain colors that i've learned over the years that just don't work well now if it does if we do have to use it it has to be small doses that's oranges rusts reds and i can't ever tell if rust is like the the orangey color or reverses the red color. Either one, both of those colors, sometimes bring out the undertones in our skin, which makes it something a little bit more challenging to edit later on. Um, I really don't like photographing blue, but that's because it cools down my images a whole lot. So we're thinking about our colors as far as the clients. Like if you have clients that have light skin, do you want them in pale pink all the time? I don't feel like that, you need a little bit of that contrast. So since my clients usually have skin on the darker spectrum, I usually go for lighter skin, I mean lighter dresses for them. And so when I am styling, I like to mix contrast, okay? So if I have um, a mom who's very light complected, I will put her in a darker color. Sometimes, I will put her in some light colors too, but when I'm talking about doing a family session, I like to mix and match the highs and lows of the color palette, the darks and the lights. So sometimes I'll have, you know, if you have darker skin, I might put you in lighter colors. If you have lighter skin, I might put you in darker colors. I just find that that works best in like bringing out your skin tone. So I I consider that a lot whenever I'm purchasing clothes. And then you might want to think about the actual colors you like to photograph and then having to edit them so when i'm editing i usually pull out yellows i usually pull out blues so i don't really like to shoot with colors that have blue undertones gray is okay sometimes i am not i'm not opposed to cool tones but i don't like dark denim. I don't like navy at all. I really don't. When someone comes to me and they're saying they want navy, I can deal with it, but I'm not a fan. I love navy. Blue is my favorite color of all time, all the blues, but editing blue is like, mm, I can't stand to edit blue. And the main reason why I will share this, this is not any, this is the editing tip, but the main reason why I do not like blue clothing is because if someone's wearing blue and white, that, that typically goes together or even have white details on like a navy blue dress. White typically has a blue undertone and to get your whites crisp white, you have to pull out the blue. (laughs) And I do not like having to change the color of blues when I edit. That is the main reason why. And one of the reasons why I don't like purple is because sometimes when you have darker skin, that purple color cast, It does something and trying to fight that in Photoshop in Lightroom is hard. It's really, really hard. So I've learned over the years that neutrals work best for everybody across the board for my editing style, for my personal preference, for my brand. So that's why I style in neutrals. And pro styling tip, when you style in a color palette, when you are choosing your brand colors or even choosing a color palette to buy and purchase clothes within that color palette, no matter what you, what you, whatever you're styling, it doesn't matter, it's all gonna go together. It doesn't matter the kid, the dad, whatever. As long as you're staying within that core color palette, you can just throw stuff together and it's always gonna look good. And this is if you are styling the whole family. So the next thing would be start with one group when you are building your client closet, okay? Don't feel like you have to go buy something for everything. The hardest group to purchase for and to have readily available are kid sizes because you have to have multiple sizes. You have to have some baby, some toddler, some preschool, big kids. You have to have a lot. Now I don't carry teens because I feel like teens can wear some of the same dresses as moms. So I don't do like teens. Um, Every now and then I might purchase a small dress if it's on sale, if I really, really, really think it, it works for teens only. But you have to carry so many sizes with kids. So start with mom. Just start there and build one by one. And with that being said, building one by one, start slow. Okay? Start really, really slow. So when I say start slow is when you are trying to figure out how to even get started with this, my suggestion would be if you have a family session coming up, reach out to mom, maybe practice styling with her, create a mood board and suggest a dress. And maybe even if you want to even add like a little baby romper that you can find off of Zara or something like that, add it to the mood board. And if she likes it, then you purchase it. If she doesn't, I wouldn't because you need images of the clothing to start this whole I style Situation. So that's something that you can do is just wait for you, till you have a client that's open to it, and then purchase a dress. Have you a Pinterest board of all your dream dresses that you would want? Now, I would say the only drawback is if you are dreaming of buying like custom-made dresses, like Reclamation or even some of the knockoffs from China. If that's if that's your thing, it takes a long time to get those dresses sometimes. So keep that in mind too when you're you're choosing dresses. But that's that's how I would start if I was starting over, starting slow, building it slow, building it based off of need from the client or want or whatever that may be. And another thing I would do would be, don't just buy stuff that's on sale. I did that before and those dresses aren't great. They're on sale for a reason. Now, I will say occasionally, I do buy some free people stuff that's on sale because their stuff just goes out of style. Like they're they're getting rid of the old stuff and bringing in the new stuff. And sometimes it might be a dress that I've always wanted that I'm just waiting for it to go down just a little bit to make sure it's within my budget. But the reason why you want to buy higher ticket prices, higher ticket items anyway, is because whenever you get tired of that dress and you've taken very good care of that dress, or maybe it never even got touched, the resale value is a lot higher. You might lose 20%, but you can still sell it and at least get majority of your money back whenever you buy dresses from brands that everybody loves, like Free People, Jen's Pirate Booty, Coven, Coven & Co, whatever the case may be, Reclamation, ZBU, those type of dresses have a really good high resale value. So my next point would be, you notice I just, I stopped counting because I'm I'm actually like skipped around on my counting. The next point would be sizing. So when you are starting your client closet, you're wondering like, what size do I start with? Okay, so if you're starting slow and you're starting with mom, I would say start with the medium or large, but you also consider your clients. What size do you think your clients are typically and their age group? So you wanna choose dresses that matches your clientele's vibe overall because you already have this established photography business, but you also want to make sure that the sizing is easy to adjust. So if you start at mediums and maybe larges, I don't really recommend getting a lot of small unless you plan on using them for like teens. But most moms, the average mom is a medium or a large. I usually would go at large because I can clamp it to make it fit tighter. Now, some dresses just fit and run big, like Free People runs big. I will not buy a large Free People dress at all. I will always buy a medium sometimes a small, because their dresses fit so big, okay? And if you know that, you'll adjust. When it comes to sizing, you wanna make sure that you can fit multiple sizes within some of these these items, even though it might be a small, medium, or large. Avoid sizes that are numbers. It's nerve-wracking for me to buy something online and it has a number attached to it. Small, medium, large, I can get away with it, but once you start adding in the numbers, I'm like, ooh, ah, I don't know. So it might do the same for your moms whenever you're trying to style them when it has a specific number because sometimes depending on what it is, it could, we can be in between stuff. So avoid number sizes and avoid zippers. <laughs> zippers get me anxiety too and I'm buying a dress online for myself and it has a zipper. I'm oh like, the worst case scenario is you can't zip the dress. That's horrible. And you don't want to run in that situation if you have an on-site changing situation for your client closet and then your mom puts on the dress and you can't zip it. You're like, oh, grass. Now I didn't include this actually in anything, but sometimes I, when I first started to, I started buying, when I was buying kids clothes, I was buying stuff in my children's sizes. So a lot of times as Molly gets older, I will, like right now she's in a five, six, I'm buying dresses in five, six, because I know I'm gonna photograph her i know i can photograph her in the clothes so all a lot of my clothes have been growing my closet has been growing as molly gets older so when she was wearing size two or three or four that's how i started a lot of that because i knew my child could wear it for photo shoots and stuff like that so you get to almost repurpose it i will say find a way to keep track of your items i use canva i use my client closet guide And whenever I'm getting ready to purchase something, I might look through it because you can access it on your phone and see, okay, I have this size, this size, and this size. And I always try to have at least one little girl size in like a cream or a white or a solid and the rest are patterns. So I can go through there and say, okay, I need this in this size period because I try to keep it equal. So try to find a way to keep track Now, the key to having a client closet and making sure it's of value to your brand and your business is purchasing items that your clients might not get access to. The main pro for higher ticket items is the quality and the longevity of the piece, okay? But you wanna buy stuff that they might not have access to and that creates more of a, a luxury vibe because you're buying pieces that are not only expensive, but they might've been custom they took a long time to get to you and it's just like one of a kind to a degree because you can't just go to Macy's or JCPenney's or Carter's or wherever to get the dress. So you want to have items that you can't just find at Target and I do carry Old Navy stuff for boys and babies because Old Navy stuff, the good stuff, it sells out. The good Zara stuff, it sells out. So even then, you you almost have to like jump on some of the stuff that you find if you know it's gonna work for something. And so when you're buying these pieces that your clients can't really get their hands on immediately because you know the first thing that everybody's gonna do when they go shopping, they go straight to Amazon. My suggestion, now there are people that buy Amazon dresses for their client closet, I do not. I feel like if the mom wants to wear an Amazon dress, she can buy the Amazon dress. It's 30, 40, maybe even $50, that's affordable and the stuff that i have in my client closet is not affordable and it doesn't come in two days so don't don't go in thinking amazon that's everybody's go-to or target now occasionally occasionally i will buy dresses from little boutiques and i might even buy some random Dresses off of like Aliexpress just because they're they're so cheap It's like why not because essentially a lot of this stuff is like dress-up clothes Costumes for your clients. So you kind of have to go into a thing like that. But even when I'm buying off of Aliexpress It takes forever to get your clients still Would not want to wait 30 days for a dress so and then sometimes honestly A lot of these boutiques I've noticed sell stuff that comes straight from AliExpress. So it's just kind of like, I might as well just go straight to the source and save some money. Why not? So when we were talking about kids clothes and I already said like, don't feel the need to start with kids, but also don't feel the need to have every size. I had up to size 12, and girls I never carry a whole lot of boy pieces because boys are super easy they're pretty basic you can buy henleys or you can buy like button up shirts and and keep it really simple but I'm sizing it down and I'm bringing it down to keep it in the little girl range versus the the tweens so I'm going down to 10 right now and then eventually I'll just have some size 8s and that will be the highest now some of my clothes I know how they fit so I know like a size 8 could fit a size 10 I know some of my 10s could fit a size 12, but 12 year old girls don't really want to wear this stuff. They don't. They're into a whole different style. And when you're styling your client, you have to know kind of like the age group and what to wear, what to put them in. So, like when I'm styling a tween, they like shorter dresses. This is where you put them in the shorter stuff and not where it's inappropriate, but they like mini dresses. Like I said, it's not inappropriate, and and so you have to consider that. And I don't t- typically buy that stuff, so yeah, I have wasted money on buying for twelve year olds and stuff like that. I've wasted my money buying stuff before my client agreed that she liked it <laughs> and that they wanted to use it. Like somebody books and they send you their colors, and it's just like yes. And like I think I bought a skirt one time. And my client was like, oh, we got we got everything. I was like, dang, I really wanted to use that skirt too. So definitely keep that in mind and do not worry about dad. I do not style dads. I don't buy dads clothes. Dads, for me, because my dads, I have all types of dads, all cultural backgrounds. It's really, really hard to hone in on what they would want to wear. There's so many different styles. There's the dad that likes polos. There's the dad that likes collarless button-up shirts or collared button-up shirts. Some like their shirts open, some like, you know, high quality t-shirts, <laughs> some like Henleys. some like sweaters, it's it's too much. I can't keep up with the men. Women are easy, just buy a dress. Men, whew. men sometimes are the hardest to style because if you are forcing them to put on clothes that they don't wanna wear, they pout at sessions and nobody has time for that. They literally pout. And my one of my last pieces of advice would be if you're trying to start your client closet and you don't know where to start but you know you want to have something this is going to go back to the start slow try just buying like kimonos or chunky sweaters stuff that you can layer onto your clients clothes sometimes when i did not style my clients i would at least bring a cardigan to add some texture and some dimension And even though moms wear sleeveless dresses, most moms don't like their arms. So you can literally just put the sweater on and just drape it off the shoulders. And it'd be amazing. It still gives, I helped my client and it still gives you what you need. Then second would be, you can bring accessories. Buy some chunky rings, some turquoise rings or whatever and add those, nothing is more I don't know, there's something about a belly shot with a chunky ring. I always, I have chunky rings and I always forget to take them. I, I need to just keep them in my 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 bag because I love it. And especially if their nails are like a, a cute nude color, definitely start there if you just wanna have something to help your clients accessorize their session, other pieces that they chose for their session. And then my last thing is think versatile. Um, Two-piece dresses usually can go up or down, belly exposed, belly not exposed. You can do like a little bit of a crop or no crop at all. That's the no exposed part. A lot of times the sleeves go up or they go down. If you do something that's sheer, you can put a long, um, what is it called? A long, what is that thing called? Underneath, slip, a long slip underneath. Or you can do a shorter slip or you can do a bodysuit or you can just do two-piece undies that changes the look of everything like tremendously. Then you can, if there's a slit, you can, you know, let the leg kind of hang out. If they can go off the shoulder, you can pull it off the shoulder. A lot of times I am always tugging things off mom's shoulders because it's something about showing a little bit of skin that just takes everything up to that intimate level. So, All of the stuff that I just mentioned are things that I wish I would've known when I started my client closet because I had one a long time ago and I literally sold it off. I had clothing that, I don't know, it was just all over the place. And right now I feel like there are a lot of things that I could get rid of because I am like honing in onto the naturals. I just want all shades of tans, white creams and a few black pieces and brown because I just love how beautiful it looks. And I don't know, that's something that I regret. I lost a lot of money, but running a business, you're going to lose money just experimenting anyway. So it was a learning lesson for me. And when I really went heavy with this and started buying a lot of dresses, um I was I was kind of still doing the same thing, but I kind of not. I was I was afraid to purchase like the reclamation dresses because they were so expensive. But then like this past year, I was kind of like, if I buy one free people dress and it's $118 and it may only fit one or two sizes versus this free, this reclamation dress that can fit up to five sizes. And it may be a hundred dollars more, sometimes $200 more, which one would you go with? And you can have less, of the more expensive dresses instead of having a lot of the less expensive dresses. You are giving boutique and you're giving luxury whenever you do that. So my client closet is really small. It used to fill up a whole closet upstairs. It used to fill up a whole closet upstairs plus my clothing rack downstairs. Now it just takes up a little bit. There's still stuff that I need to get rid of, but majority of it, like 80% of it is in my office. And when it starts to look too much too bulky i start selling stuff and there are resale groups on facebook that sell dresses so if you're wanting to start and buy dresses at a discounted rate you can always go into like the photography d stash client dresses to buy and sell i use ebay a lot because ebay this is the trick to eBay, okay? So you you have your eBay account. You like your dresses. You have to know the specific dress that you're looking for. You can't just go in there all willy-nilly because you'll get sucked into like looking at a bunch of stuff you don't want to look at. So if you know your color palette and then you know you want these style of dresses and you know it's either free people, mostly free people. And so you go in there, you do a deep dive trying to find those dresses. You like it and add it to your wish list. People will start sending you offers and then you can counter. It's almost like Poshmark, but I find that the prices are sometimes a little bit more reasonable than Poshmark and Poshmark, I feel like stuff sells out way quicker. Cause I don't think people realize that eBay is a good source for free people stuff. Now, sometimes I do wonder like how authentic is this, but it has the tags on it. I can't, I can't question every single thing all the time. Because you do start questioning things when you start seeing that there's dupes of everything. So try eBay and then Poshmark is also an, an option. And then one other place that I usually go, Belk, the sell section online, usually will have some really, really discounted free people stuff. And sometimes Jen's Pirate Booty too. Where else do I shop? It's besides the like regular websites, but. Belk has stuff on sale, Nordstrom's will really have P- Free People on sale too, and so will Dillard's. So I don't buy everything full price unless it's one of those things where I know it's gonna sell out and if I don't jump on it, I, I, I'm i gonna be mad. <laughs> that has happened plenty of times. There's this overall skirt thing that I want from Free People that I wanted a couple years ago and it sold out, and now it's back and I'm kinda like, do I want it? It's like $200. But I also wanted to share really quickly before I go a couple ways to get your clients to wear the dresses. Obviously, you can do model calls. That is one of the, the main things you can do to get people into your dresses. But if you don't want to take time out of your life and plan a whole session then for free, then start working with your clients and seeing if they would be interested in using the dresses. Like I said earlier, you can kind of fill them out and see if they're interested in the dress and then you can purchase it. Or, this is an option too, you can bring the dress or talk to them beforehand and just show them a picture of the dress like, hey, I have this dress and I really just need someone to to wear it for me and I need to photograph it. So if I bring this dress, can you put it on at the end of your session? And if you're open to that, I would love to gift you five to 10 more uh, images at no cost to you just for your time and that works and that works especially if you have a client that is stuck on their clothing but you want something for your portfolio bring the dress anyway and ask them to put it on and then gift them some additional images okay so That is all that I can think of for today, for today's episode. These are some of the things that I really wish somebody would have told me when I was starting My Client Closet. So I hope you find it helpful and I will see you guys next week.